It's 817. You are tuned into WORT. Chadanga Cakewalk. One of my favorites there, as you can tell. Joining me live in the studio, I'm very pleased to have Alan Robinson. If you were listening to Tuesday's Buzz, you uh, might have heard Alan. He was on that show again. Um, but th- uh, uh, things have changed in two days, actually, already. Alan is uh, he's the uh, owner of Herbal Aspect, which is a, a cannabis dispensary business. He's got three shops already uh, in, the, uh, in the Madison area. Uh, good morning, Alan. Hey, good morning. How you All doing? Right. Well, initially we were going to talk, you know, when he contacted us a couple of weeks ago about, uh, uh, well, uh, about the, the cannabis dispensary business, because there's a lot of questions that I even have. I, I did walk into one of your places on Winnebago and, and tried to get some information about that. Um, so, but then we also wanted to talk about the uh, uh, proposed bills that the uh, uh, Senate uh, or, or uh, legislative Republicans are trying to introduce uh, but let's so let's talk about this bill first of all that they're trying yeah. to do and what what that does do and what it doesn't do. Yeah. So uh, you know initially when Shelly uh, Pittman shout out to uh, Dylan Brogan Shelly Pittman uh, when she hit me up it was right after Robin Voss came through uh, and trying to make a splash with his fake medical proposal. Uh, you know it once it was released. This was a bill that they put together behind closed doors. When, and I say the assembly did this. Robin Voss did this outside of even the Senate. So it's it's certain that he didn't have any bipartisan play because he didn't even invite his Republican colleagues <laughs> to participate in the formulation of the bill. Um, so when, he, when we ha- finally had a chance to digest it, uh, some of the most glaring issues with the bill... Uh, Aside from the, the the maintained criminality in pretty much all aspects of the bill, mm-hmm. were, were the five state-run dispensaries. Uh, nobody wants cannabis from the DMV, right? <laughs> uh, whether it's in pill form, whether it's in tincture form, uh, in, in no way, shape, or form do we think that that's going to be efficient. We also know that that's not holding true to traditional Republican values of keeping small government. So, like, what we know about Robin Voss is that he's attempting to hold on to his fiefdom uh, because he knows that his gerrymandered maps are, are have been struck down by the court, right? Mm-hmm. So, what we know is that he wants to maintain his power and his seat, and he's doing so by putting out, like, uh, he wants talking points. And uh, it, to be perfectly honest, it is one of the more egregious missteps in his political career because he's really playing with something that's super serious. There are people in this state who vow, who need cannabis for their medical benefits. Uh, for him to use it as a political stunt, as a talking point, shows exactly how, how uh, misguided his political philosophy is, and and the fact that we need better leadership that's going to work earnestly on behalf of the people. Let's talk about his bill, though. What exactly does it offer uh, for people? And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, go ahead. So you're looking at tinctures, you're looking at pills, uh, you're looking at gummies, edibles. You know, it, 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 to say that it doesn't take a step in the right direction would be wrong, right? Right, because it does take a step toward regulating cannabis in Wisconsin, right? Um, but it's not the step that Wisconsinites want. Oh, no, not right? at all. I mean, a, a great majority of Wisconsinites in every poll that's been taken for the last 40 years or so shows that a great majority of the people 
well, like not only medical marijuana are in favor, but a, a, a majority of them are also in favor of just recreational uh, marijuana. His bill in the, in, uh, that he's proposing, of course, he's like, uh, uh, one of the thing, another thing that's bad about it, it would just uh, allow uh, medical marijuana for very, very seriously ill people. I mean, people got all kinds of issues and problems that they use uh, 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 marijuana for uh, medically, for medical purposes. Whether or not you got a sore arm, you got a sore back, whatever, it relieves a lot of pain for a lot of people in a lot of ways, in different ways. This would not, this is only for very seriously ill people, am I right? You know, uh, Dr. Voss's bill... (laughs) My apologies. <laughs> hey, My that's apologies. all right. You can call them whatever you want here. Just it, don't use those five words up there on the wall, <laughs> six words, whatever. Well, there. Um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, you know, it, it appears to me that he at least believes that he's a physician. Uh, you know, I, I think that we should not have legislators deciding on medical treatments for the people. I, I, I think you need to let <laughs> doctors decide those things. Um, Do you think? <laughs> yeah. I think it's shocking yes. that, that Robin has the audacity to, uh, to determine what is going to be a qualifying condition. Right. Uh, his, list, his list is one of the more restrictive in the nation. Right. Let's talk about the cannabis dispensary business. Of course, you've yeah. started, you've already got three uh, dispensaries in town. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit shocked at what appears to be, it's almost like you guys are selling what appears to look like weed, mm-hmm. kind of tastes like weed, mm-hmm. kind of smokes like actual weed, mm-hmm. um, but, but it's not. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain what what it is? And in, 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 uh, I still don't get the... Uh, uh, THCA. Yeah, the THCA. Yeah. What's so that like, all about? I mean, so, what? And I'll explain it to you all like right, this good. because here's the thing, right? People don't understand what cannabis is, right? Just like from from a fundamental understanding, people don't get it, right? Like understand that if you walk up to a cannabis plant, any cannabis plant that is growing in the ground and you were to take a chunk off and eat it, you would not get high. <laughs> Like, it's not going to get you high in its raw, uncooked state, right? Because it has, the thing that you're trying to get to, right? The thing that you're trying to get to is called Delta 9 THC. That is, if you're searching Delta, yes. for that that, uh, that that euphoric feeling. Is that is that illegal, Delta 9? Delta 9 specifically is the cannabinoid that they pick on. <laughs> it's the one that they say is bad. Okay. Okay. Now understand, right? Let, let un, you understand butterflies, yes. Well, you understand a butterfly. Of, yeah, <laughs> sure, I, I, sure. I, I, a butterfly. I'm not, so, a, I'm not a butterfly expert. That's all right. I, you ain't got to. You okay, ain't got to okay, understand I, okay. too much about insects <laughs> to understand this analogy. Okay, okay. Right? All right. right. So delta nine is going to be the butterfly, okay. right? So caterpillar. The caterpillar to that. Every yeah. butterfly has a caterpillar, right? Right. Well, that's THCA. Okay. Right now, no more can a caterpillar fly right. than THCA can get you high. Okay, right because it's inert. It's you actually wait till it turns into a cocoon and gets into a butterfly. Right. right. Well, okay. you got to change it. Right. So yeah. the, a change needs to happen. Okay. So in the in the case of THCA, you have to burn off a carboxyl group, an acid carboxyl carboxyl group. Right. Uh, that's called decarboxylation. Right. Now, when that happens, right. Now you have delta nine THC. Okay. Right. Right. So how do you do that though? 
Ah, you set it on fire. You set it on fire, which is typically what you do with cannabis. You would set it on fire. So what we're taking is a a more a less mature plant, right? And we're able to to stunt its curing process. Okay. So that so much delta nine THC doesn't occur in the crystals on the outside of the plant. It's all locked away. All the potential for that is still locked away inside of the plant, okay. which makes it legal, which seems like the strangest but sort of loophole. Can you still loophole. catch a buzz off of it? Or? Oh, yeah, man. As soon as you set it on fire, now you have butterflies. Okay. Do you understand? I like, I like the metaphor. Yeah. I, so it's basically because what's the chemical process after you're, you're smoking a joint, Tony? You're lighting it on fire. <laughs> Right. You're not lighting these gummies on fire. That's my question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in the case of gummies, right? So like, and this is in regards to like the legality of THC. It's not which cannabinoid is illegal. It's mostly how did it come into existence, Uh right? So with the cannabis plant, it makes Delta 9 THC. It makes THCs from CBD, right? So it takes CBD. And then it converts it to something else, typically when it's like under stress or whatever. Mm-hmm. That having been said, right, if the plant can do it in the ground, we can do it in a lab. And because we do it in a lab, because we take CBD from the plant and then we turn it into Delta 9 or Delta 8 or any other cannabinoid that we can derive from CBD, mm-hmm. it's legal. Okay. And is this a new, like, scientific process i know it seems like it's new like people like haven't heard of you know delta eight delta nine this is all new terms to a lot of people Mm. is there like a a, like an innovation that's occurred that's caused this to happen or is this just kind of a new way of creating marijuana that people have kind of brought to the mainstream no isolating and isomerizing cannabinoids or molecules has been a really like we knew about delta eight since 1967 Mm -hmm. right it's not new it's Mm. it's all of the testing that has ever happened in the United States all happened as a result of trying to find something wrong with cannabis, <laughs> right? So, like, attempting to find a cannabinoid that's about 60% the psychoactivity of Delta 9 that could effectively treat a wider array of people because of its lowered psychotropic mm-hmm, profile, mm-hmm. like Delta 8 THC, uh, that's that wasn't in the favor of the United States government, and oddly enough, it's not in the favor of big cannabis now, mm-hmm. right? Because big cannabis now views Delta Eight and other alt cannabinoids as their primary competitor, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, what's the difference? Device. I mean, uh, um, it, it, it is the buzz that you get from from what's legally available at dispensaries. Is that how is that similar to the stuff that Eli's got in his pocket right now? <laughs> quite uh, similar. Okay. Well, it's quite well, okay. Quite but similar. Like it, 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 the, the effects are going to be quite similar. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> so I, was just I guess, I, I guess yeah, my question ahead. then is: is uh, you know, we have this this you know a, ability to sell at these dispensaries this different types of THC. Mm-hmm. What's the point of legalization at this point? If if we're dealing with different, we're dealing with a product that is very similar, has a similar type of effect, uh, but is you know kind of this quote unquote loophole of, of different scientific process. Why bother legalizing the other stuff? Good question. Regulation number one, 
right? So y- you definitely want to maintain regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to maintain some standards in the industry as a result of that regulation, but also because the general public doesn't know. Right. The general public simply isn't aware, right? Wow. Um, and well, I'll just wait for the real thing. <laughs> everybody got fooled, right? Because everybody thought when when 2018 rolled around and they, oh, oh, the the farm bill and weeds legal. No, it's not, right? Well, mm-hmm. it is, but not the way that you understand it to well, be, no. right? I, I wouldn't go. Uh, I'd go all the way back to 1988. <laughs> you said 2018. Well, we thought, you know. Especially in Wisconsin, we thought Wisconsin was to be one of the first places we're going to legalize weed, and we're still a hundred years away from it. Nah, and we know why. Well, close. we're not, but I mean, it, it seems years. that way to some of us that are waiting. Two but years. Anyway, okay, two years. Max. Let's go. All right, two we'll years. have to make some changes there in the state legislature, I'm sure. And that's that's another thing. But that's another that's another show talking about that. All right. So I mean, uh, when I walk into your dispensary, I'm looking at this stuff. I'm like, wow, this that looks like regular weed you know and i've um, get some samples and whatever and I, it just blew me away i was like wow it might as well make it legal it's uh, I mean, yeah in many ways my dispensaries are going to be much uh are, are going to be a higher quality than what you would get even in a legal state because at my stores you can walk in and get a certificate of authenticity for each one of the products right you can see which cannabinoids are contained in it. You can see heavy metal testing for the vast majority of my products. You can see... Um, what's what's going on though with some of these gas stations where they're selling leafy substance, but that's people spray stuff on it? What is that? Yeah, I, I saw... What is um, that? What do they spray on it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Either. Yeah, that one, whatever know. they want. I'm going to tell you that I don't buy... <laughs> yeah, okay, I need I to do I buy these things from a gas station, yeah, right? I, like, I do not do that. Either. Go to a reputable store. Mm-hmm. And get yourself a product that you know works. All right, which brings us to the next uh, a step here for you. You're uh, attempting to expand into Monono. Monono. All right. All right, and you want to have a store there. Now, of course, there have been some issues there with uh, police pulling people over and coming to very uh, tragic uh, 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 results. Uh, you know, uh, not to make light of it, but on January 1st, uh, three people lost their lives in a police pursuit situation uh, which originated with the Monona police. So you want to open a store, but before you did that, you took it upon yourself to, you wanted to meet with the chief of police uh, and the authorities in Monona. And what were your concerns about meeting with them? Yeah. So, um, you know, first this is a super serious topic, right? Because um, black people transiting through Monona, uh, black people moving through Monona at all, right? Are, are, clearly in some sort of danger, right? Um, there's, there's black people that live in Monona. That are clearly in danger, right? <laughs> if you consider the fact that there was a gentleman who was arrested uh, inside of his own home, right? right. Like, if you think about that, then, then you can realize that you're either dealing with um, an overzealous police department um, uh, or a community that, that lacks understanding. Mm-hmm. And we gotta figure out where it is, right? So uh-huh. like, uh, when I initially went in, I was looking at it like, damn, I'm leaving about, I don't know, sixty, maybe $70,000 on the table by not opening up a store. That's monthly income, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, by not opening up a store on Monona Drive, right? Um, why? Is it because you know, I'm black? <laughs> um, and, and that's not okay, right? Um, so I thought about all of those things, and then 
You know, because I was excited to open up a shop. Right. When I uh, this spot came open, I was like, man, this is a good retail location. Let's go. Um, and then one of my business partners says to me, man, you won't even drive down Monona Drive. How are you going to get there? <laughs> right. I was like, damn, you're right. Um, I'm not to laugh. Yeah, but it's it's just real business, right? So like, uh, you know, the, we put the project on hold, and um, I had an opportunity. You know, I I called up Senator Agard's office, and they were she was gracious enough to set up a she liaisoned a meeting for us so that we could, uh, you know, really make some progress in the conversation. Uh, the young man or Brian Cheney, uh, Chief Cheney, incredible partner in this uh, effort to both keep the community say he's black too he is he's you know he's a police chief of monona right yeah okay yeah yeah man this this gentleman comes at this from a chicago background with multiple diverse perspectives i respect him and his position Mm -hmm. right right i also understand that he's got a tough job to do because he's got to police the way that the people of monona say police Mm -hmm. right um which means that there are deeper conversations that we need to have in the community in Monona, right? right. So it's important that we kind of tackle this from all angles. And the the point of the conversation was to, A, recognize and ascertain whether or not the police department was going to be a willing partner in, you know, a, uh, the uh, perpetuating positive cannabis policy, perpetuating safe African-American transit through Monona. Uh, also encouraging uh, the, the growth of a small business, whether it's a black-owned uh, business or a white-owned business. You're saying, hey, this is good for the community. It's like if you're opening a pizza joint, it would be the same thing, you know, or right. whatever. Right. All right. Right. Okay. So, I mean, and uh, I, I was pleased to find that, you know, Chief Cheney was gracious. He's He seems to be... Uh, a completely willing participant in in those things. I'm excited to invite him and uh, the Monona Police Department to one of my and, stores. And met, yeah, and he met with you, right? Yeah, man. No, they're all going to come out to one of the Herbal Aspect locations and uh, check it out. I'm excited to have the police in the spot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So, Which but the, a, how did that meeting go, though? No, it went really well, right? right? Um, and and they have changed their pursuit policy since the incidents of January 1st, right? The Monona Police Department has. So Chief Cheney uh, went to a pursue at uh, pursue only violent suspects, right? Um, And then the city of Monona decided, the council decided to move it back. The mayor cast the deciding deciding Mm -hmm. vote, right? Um, That is a community issue, Right, the the chief can only police the way. Right, that the, 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 the mayor and the police. city council tells them to go. So yeah. right, so that's part of the work that we need to do in the community. All right, another part that we need to do in the community. Listen, man, I'm gonna tell you for real. All right, they're gonna chase you in Monona. They're gonna chase you in Monona, so pull over. That's, I mean, that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. They're gonna chase you in Monona. To pull over now do i agree with that no no but those are the facts that we're working with and until we can change the community in monona to mm-hmm. well i mean uh, the issue comes down to why did they pull you over all right and that's always what it is and who gets pulled over and your taillights out blah 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 other communities are looking at it like we don't pull people over for little things like that anymore or 
you know, I mean, I got pulled over a long time ago, and in the, in the town of Madison, cops said I was very ticketable, <laughs> and I was like, mm. "Is that a compliment?" You know, <laughs> thank you very much. But we know what that's about. So you met with them though, and that was a good thing. And you're being a, a you're trying to be a proactive and a positive member of the business community from Monona, and and that's what I thought was cool. But by the way, we did get a personal testimonial here from a listener. I have personally tried his stuff, and it's just as good as the other. Hey. We won't say the name. <laughs> Look at it. Thank you very much, caller. Uh, uh, all right. Hey, man, I appreciate oh, that. That's endorsement um, right there. Okay, you know, there um, you go. Uh, uh, I just want to say one okay, thing about yeah, Chief Cheney, though, because yes. uh, and this is real important, right? Um, we got to wind down here, so it's good. We got to get to our next guest, but I appreciate it. So go sure. ahead, go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, just just real quick, man. Uh, you know, it's hard to 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 liaise with the police. Right. It's hard for black folks to do that in any in any instance, right? Uh, Chief Cheney seems to be a willing participant in that, and so I would encourage people in the community to 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 reach out and to try to bridge that gap because it's not like he's not there. Right. Right. It's just right. that we gotta come from a from an aspect of trying to to build community trust and in build that trust. community. Yes. Right. All right. All right. That's so. very good, Helen. I wanna appreciate it and thank you very much for coming on the show this morning. Appreciate giving you, us this Eli. little follow up. Yeah. And uh Eli, we're gonna have to go on over to one of them stores over there. And just you know, for it's part of our job yeah. as journalists and just yeah. see what's going on. Keep our there. journalist integrity. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alan Robson, thank you very much. Again, uh uh, uh a, a very positive member of our community, I'm going to say. All right, appreciate and I you, man. Thank, thank you, man. All right, all right. 